Creating Cyberspace, and welcome to episode 182 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, you know what is coming. I know what is coming. You've prepared Here yourself. We We've talked about this. Angelo, happy new year. Happy 2022. Happy new year. 2022. Every year we say the year, and it sounds like it's so far into the future. It's true. Mainly because of how Back to the Future made 2015 seem so far into the future. All these like weird dystopians that uh, just keep popping up right and throughout time that uh, in fiction that suddenly like when you hit, you meet those milestones in reality and we're like we're nowhere near as bad or as good as like what was predicted. We're in the Mega Man years, the twenty XX years. Oh right, of Mega Man games. <laughs> I, does, I I told you I watched Back to the Future recently with my son. I'd watched it with my daughter. A few no, years you had mentioned that. Yeah, we uh, we watched it, and he's like, "We don't have any of that stuff," and it's twenty twenty one. I know. Did you have to explain the concept of, of science fiction to him? Yeah, and he was just so cool that he really liked the movie. What you should do is you should go, like, he's the perfect age, right? Where you're like, okay, what do you think the years, like, the world is going to look like 10 years from now? Like, what are, is going to be invented that's going to change the world? Yeah, and I mean, we should watch Robocop. I mean, I watched it when I was eight. Dude, I watched that one. Yeah, I watched, I've, I've mentioned this before, but yeah, I was like seven, I think, the first time I saw it. And like, I was fine. I understood it was a movie, not real. Robocop is a very bad movie to show children. As a parent now, I don't know what my parents... Like, my parents really didn't pay attention to what I rented and stuff, right? Like, that's how it was in the 80s and 90s. I watched it in French, right? Because all of the French stations here used to just run Hollywood movies in French, like, uncensored. Yeah, that was the thing with between French TV and English TV here in Quebec, is that the English channels always censored everything. And I feel like um, the Francophone culture in Quebec is a lot more lenient towards that stuff and a lot more... Uh, free-flowing and liberal, I guess, I would say. Well, I mean, we are, like, we had a TV station that was showing softcore adult shows at, like, 11.30 at night, like, not even basic cable, like, like over the air. Yeah. Which is just, I think, very emblematic of, like, who we are as a culture, right? We are. Um, speaking of stuff we've watched, uh, not softcore adult things, but I watched, and it's not in the show notes, but it popped up in my YouTube feed. Is that what you call it? The, the, the YouTube yes. stuff? yes. The algorithm pushed that uh, there's an Xbox documentary that um, I guess it was just on Xbox only last month and it's produced by Microsoft, but it's very good and highly critical of stuff Microsoft did with the Xbox at certain points. And it's a six part series professionally done. It's not like just some Yahoo on YouTube that did it. It's, It's from the Xbox YouTube channel and it's very good. I highly recommend it. How long is it? It's six episodes of about 40 minutes each, 45 minutes Oh, wow, okay, that's pretty each. substantial. Yeah. yeah, it's quite good. It's called Power On, and I think it's called Power On. Anyway, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, I really liked it, and I recommend it to you, Brian, as a video game person, and I think uh, therein is the theme for today's tech section, I feel. I like how you decided to move over to video games when I want to talk about what I watched, but that's okay. But no, I, I'm just saying, but you can, you can talk about what you watch, but keep it in mind, uh, video games. Yes, <laughs> I watched The Matrix Revolutions. Oh, um, off the back of a truck? No, no. How? It's Perhaps. available? I mean, it's around. Okay, but it's not... If I wanted to throw money at... Um, who, who makes the Matrix movies? Miramax? No, is that a thing still? Whoever, whoever. <laughs> who, who makes the Matrix movies? It's Village true. Roadshow? Okay, whatever. Whatever company, and I say, hey, I want to throw this money at you. I can't watch Matrix from home. No, you cannot. And also... Uh, Cineplex Odeon, the, uh, is it still Cineplex Odeon or just Cineplex? Just Cineplex. Okay, well, Cineplex keeps sending me emails about how great Matrix is in the theater, and so is Spider-Man. But theaters are closed in Quebec. Thanks, yeah. Cineplex. And thanks, Sony, for not making 
Spider-Man available on. Oh, we've talked about watch. why. We've talked about why. I know, I know. It's like we're the only jurisdiction I feel like in the world that has closed theaters at this point. Yeah, uh, it is super annoying. I don't know if I talked about this last episode, but I had tickets to go see No Way Home, and uh, obviously had to uh, get those refunded. I'm very mad about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. We live in a hellscape. So, what did you think of Matrix Revolutions? It so okay so I think it has the same issue that I had with uh, Terminator Genesis from 2015. So it has like a really good setup. Like the first 45 minutes are like super intriguing, super interesting. There's a lot of meta commentary about what the Matrix is, and then it kind of like devolved and like got convoluted. And like there's like 20 minutes of runtime that I would cut out from the two hour and 20 minute film to sort of streamline it. I mean, it was fine. It serves more as like um like a prologue or an epilogue, I'd say, to the the trilogy than anything else. Like a, a, a instead of its own like proper chapter um, to the franchise. So it's, it's well entrenched into the other matrix. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Um, was it necessary? No. Was it better than I thought it'd be? Yes. But like, that's the way it goes. That's good. Is it revolution or revolutions? Resurrections. Resurrections. Oh, Resurrections. I, I was, I was using the wrong R word. Sorry. You were thinking of the third one. Oh, that there was a matrix revolution then. Yeah, yeah, and Reloaded was the second one, yeah. I watched The Matrix Revolutions. Anyways, it was, it was worth it. I also watched a bunch of, of television, so that's fine. Yeah, lots of stuff to watch these days. We watched, uh, well, not we, my wife is not into this, but I watched The Witcher. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed those uh, that show. Uh, Henry Cavill really seems to love playing uh, Geralt. So he's a huge, I was watching this um, on the internet, but he is a huge uh, Warhammer 40k fan. He like paints mm. miniatures and plays and stuff. So he's a total nerd. Yes. Cool. I, I, I like Henry Cavill. A lot of people didn't like his version of Superman. I felt like he was a good He Superman, wasn't the though. problem with all of no. that. No, he was like, uh, I think he's too, way too buff to be Clark Kent, but he's a perfect Superman, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree with that. I just, uh, I mean, like in the Snyderverse um, version of Superman, like he, he was like the least of their problems. Yeah. Better than Brandon Routh, I think. So, okay. So Brandon Routh was a better Clark Kent. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I, I, cause I, look, people hated Superman Returns. I kind of liked it, I guess. How? At the time I saw it. I don't know. I guess I was excited to see a Superman movie that was connected to the first. The only four. thing I liked was um kevin spacey's lex luther and in hindsight we can't really talk about that right so no kevin spacey's still a monster yeah <laughs> correct uh yeah i i'd agree with brendan routh being better um as the clark kent persona but then henry cavill embodies superman way better and i don't think anyone's gonna fight us on this one i'd be curious no. to know if there's anyone who stands brendan routh as like superman if so double underscore density on twitter did you ever watch the snyder cut uh halfway through it's long. It's four hours. Yeah, it's still on my hard drive. I need to get through it. There is a scene I, I've mentioned it before, but like my favorite scene of all those DC movies is when the Flash is trying to run behind Superman and then Superman just looks at him while he's doing other stuff and Flash realizes, oh, this guy can move as fast as me and I'm screwed and then he shoots laser <laughs> beams out of his eyes. I, I, I love that scene. I, I, I didn't hate the Snyder Cut but it was just like, I don't know, sometimes it feels like he's trying too hard to be dark and gritty just yeah. for the sake of it. Whereas why I like the Marvel stuff is that it, it it's always sort of light and fun. Like, did you watch Hawkeye? 
uh, I have two. So that's the thing is I have all this TV that I have no desire to get to. So I have two episodes left. I haven't watched Book of Boba Fett yet. Like there's all this stuff. Oh wow! Here. I haven't watched Cobra Kai. Like I don't care. I'm. I think. I'm just seasonally depressed where I don't feel like doing any of that stuff. Well, take one of those sad lights and shove it in your face. I have one, actually. Thank you, Angelo, but I will continue to do that. Okay, great. Just put it, I like, just, you know what? Maybe get a tanning bed and sit in that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll definitely invest thousands and thousands of dollars to put a tanning bed in my apartment where I have no room anyways. Um, What if I bought you one and I just came over for it? Would that be okay? Perfect, perfect, perfect. As long as it's before 10 p.m. Yeah. So, uh, video games, Brian. That's uh, that's what I was alluding to before. Every year, like in December, Sony has like a crazy sale on the PlayStation Store, and I end up buying a few games and playing through them. And uh, this year was no different. I bought several games. I uh, and they, I feel like they cost nothing. Like the joys of being a lapsed gamer is that you you can play four year old games and then pay them like pay ten dollars for like a complete version. So I, I got the complete edition of Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'd wanted to play for a long time, then kind of forgot about it. And then a uh, previous guest of the show, Johnny Stitches, mentioned it as having a really interesting lore behind it. And I saw it was 10 bucks on uh, the PlayStation Store. Picked it up. Uh, hell of a game, Brian. It's very... I get really good uh, Breath of the Wild vibes from it. Right. So how far in are you? Like, like uh, Not like quest-wise, but like hours spent-wise. Oh, a good 40 hours for sure. I'm at level like 40 something and I've, okay. I've jumped into the DLC that came with it, um, which is very high level, higher level stuff anyway. And I think I have a few main quest missions left to do. I'll, I'll go play this afternoon after I'm done playing a game that I didn't get recently. I had, I got like years ago also at one of these sales, which is Uncharted 4. Oh yeah. I had like, I'd never finished it. And like, I really should finish that game. So I'm I'm in the last level of that game, which I will finish uh, today, maybe uh, this afternoon, and then get back into Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I also ended up getting Soul Calibur Six, not because <laughs> like it was it was like seven dollars. Yeah, so you don't strike like, me as a as a fighter type of guy. I loved Soul Calibur. I I was a big time like fighter game guy in the early 2000s. Soul Calibur was amazing, probably the best game ever made on the Dreamcast. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I think it was one of the best games on the Dreamcast. It's funny that like a launch title was one of the best games. It was like it was very cheap, so I picked it up. I don't know if I'll even play it, but I'll eventually try it. I got also um, Dishonored Two. Okay, um, I like Dishonored. I played it on the Xbox 360, and I for, like I kind of forgot they made a sequel to it, and it was also like eight dollars. It was funny because when I put that game and Soul Calibur in my cart, it was like it ended up being like twenty bucks with tax. And the discount, it said like over $100 in yeah. discount. It feels pretty <laughs> it was, good. It's it? like almost a joke. I think I sent you a screenshot of it. It was pretty funny. And the other game I decided to get, a little more expensive, it was 20 bucks, but I hadn't played one of these in a long time. And it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is like the one in ancient Greece. So not the most recent one, but like the one from 2018. And uh, seems fun. So I'll play. I have these games to play. And uh, I also realized my PlayStation 4 is like super old. And if it would ever break, there's no way of fixing it or buying a new PlayStation 4. Have you tried to buy a PlayStation 4, Brian? You cannot. Or a 5. Or if, Well, that's the thing. If you want to replace your PlayStation 4, it makes sense to just get a PlayStation 5. Sure, okay. I'm an adult. I have a disposable income. I want to buy a PlayStation 5. Can you do that? Not today. Not tomorrow. No. Probably next week. Yeah, I, I mean, I probably think... Probably not next month. No, they're saying like... April, May, like supply yeah. will start finally reaching the man. But 
honestly, I don't really care unless my PlayStation 4 breaks. And at this point, it seems fine. I did have to put do the old electrical tape on the eject button uh, oh, thing right. because it kept turning itself on. I just hear beep, beep, and it would turn on. At least it, I'm not playing any disc-based games, which makes me realize I don't think I'd get the disc-based PS5. I'd just buy the digital one and save like 150 bucks. Well, I was going to say, like, with the disc version, you like the way that games work this way, like, uh, like zero-day downloads yeah. are a pretty common place. So it's like re-downloading the game in a lot of times. So it's just it's not even worth going through the charade of a disc-based game. And our listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe if you have a PlayStation 5 disc-based game, if you pop it in, you don't play off the disc. It just like downloads so it to the it's SSD. an installer. Yeah, it just installs it to the SSD because one of the nice things about what the PS5 does from what I've understood, I've never touched one, I've never played one, but I understand that the loading times are significantly faster. Well, I would hope so. Because uh, between you and I, Brian, I don't really see a big difference in the graphics. <laughs> I mean, after a certain point, uh, and you could definitely see like a sizable shift, like if you went from PS one to PS three, three. That was say, that right? was the biggest difference. Even PS two to PS three was a big difference because the HD difference. Yeah, but then PS3 three to, to five, PS four, PS three to PS four, there's still a bit of a difference. Uh, PS four started pushing games in HDR, which uh, I must say it looks. I went, I brought my PS four upstairs last year to my new TV. Um, yeah, I was playing on a 720p TV. I was not taking full advantage of the PS4. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, it looks really good. So lots of games for me to play. I'm enjoying it. I, um, I do feel like my PS4 might give out at any minute. But uh, <laughs> That's how I felt about my PS3. And actually, ironically enough, it wasn't the PlayStation that gave out, but my controllers. Yeah, I did order a new controller um, because my controllers last maybe an hour on power they are the original controllers i got right. like seven years ago i got it in 2014 my playstation 4 so now it's 2022 so it's a bit over a bit over seven years old um honestly it seems to be okay speaking of things that uh i i need replacing or have been replaced so my wife was kind enough during the holidays for christmas to get me a new ipad but they are back ordered by like three months that is too bad yeah like everything is is hard to get i think apple though will is very good at um under promising and over delivering with their dates so like yeah you will but likely i think get some it of it is out of their control too right so i guess yeah so we'll you see. ordered an ipad from the apple store and it's like yeah so my wife did and it's supposed to show up at the end of the month okay hopefully it comes earlier than that it'd be nice but yeah because uh, uh my last one i got at the end of 2010 like it was a gen 2 i remember i remember and what, so i, I was using it that. up until mid last year when it finally gave out it's amazing how long ipads last I have zero complaints. My 2017 iPad Pro, I honestly is it doesn't feel slow ever. the The only issue I'm noticing now is the battery lasts less long. So instead of lasting five days, it lasts three. Right, <laughs> so, which is a huge, huge issue for you. Yeah, right. Like I use my iPad basically to read some stuff on Kindle every once in a while, watch videos. I do not use the iPad Pro as I envisioned I would use it. Yeah, right. And that's why I that's why I got a regular it for one. Music, yeah. The the regular one, I, I feel like I, if I would get an iPad, the only thing I would miss miss actually is the screen size. Like yeah. that 13-inch screen is really great. doesn't bother me because I'm planning on just using it for research purposes and mostly to like read to books, like e- EPUBs and things like that. So I'm not really yeah. worried about performance things. Um, I'm excited no. to see what is available in the App Store that I couldn't get when it came to my 10-year-old, um, our 11-year-old iPad. So I'm curious yeah. to see what different <laughs> apps I can use. 
You made it sound like a child. My, my exactly. Ten-year-old. <laughs> my uh, my toddler that I've sunsetted uh, away. <laughs> that sounds awful. So speaking of video games, I uh, hopped on Steam because it's the annual Steam sale. Didn't see anything I liked because basically like with my Mac setup, I don't have um, a gaming pad or anything, right? So it's all keyboard based. So um, the game I bought last year that I played like 120 hours of. So I played a lot of Stardew Valley last year. And uh, so I hopped on, couldn't find anything. And then I went to the Nintendo eShop and I bought two things. Um, One mildly frustrating, one super frustrating. Uh, so the more frustrating one is I bought Super Meat Boy Forever. That's a, that's a fun but very difficult game. It is a fun but very difficult game. And uh, I've probably spent like maybe like 10 hours playing it total. And like I'm, I'm advancing, but it's just it's fits and starts. What's with hard games? My son really wanted Cuphead. And um, is it sad that my eight-year-old child is way better than me at that game? No, I think he just locks into being in the zone a lot quicker. It's so hard, Brian. It's so difficult. It is. I mean, as someone who beat the game, yes, I agree. It took forever to do, but I, it's it's not an easy one. I was sending you pictures of what we were playing. The bosses, uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, you just want to run into your screen and punch them because they're awful, awful things. There are. But I mean, it's all about patterns, right? It's all about understanding patterns. It's very, uh, it's, it's very like contra-esque and bullet yeah. hell shooters like it's 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 a an homage to those and early 30s animation exactly and there's a netflix show coming out right there's a netflix show coming too so no way there my is, kid's yeah. gonna lose his mind yeah yeah it looks really good from the stills i've seen so i'm very excited about that and the second game that i actually i'm very close to beating and i'll probably do that today or tomorrow is i bought blasphemous which is a metroidvania um, game with a lot of catholic guilt mixed in and this is on switch you said yes yeah, very gory, right? The, you see, uh, you know, there's like bare breasts and things like that. It's a lot of like uh, older religious imagery. And um, the only thing that's annoying is that there are certain things that you're only allowed to try out once. There are certain events that you can only try to beat once. Um, and this is not, you do not know this going in. So if you screw up or you don't do something at a certain juncture, then like it affects what you can collect. Yeah, I feel like, so I've, now in my old age i've like stopped being like the collection hoarder person in video games although it's hard like even in horizon zero dawn i'm like what's that what's that i'll pick that up and and my my resources are like super full but playing through uncharted now i have not cared about like the secret treasures and stuff and not wasted time exploring much but it's hard it's a hard habit to break so doesn't that like bother you as a completionist if you are one Oh, it really does. And the thing is that like I, the reason I decided to sort of go full tilt is because I, there are different kinds of categories of things. So like, let's say like I was at like 27 of 30. So I'm like, let me go find the last three. Like it wasn't because like, I'm like, I need, I'm a diehard. I need to finish everything kind of thing. But it's just more so like looking at my inventory. I was like, okay, like I have X amount left. X is like very tiny. I think I could do this. And then like discovering that like, actually no, like you weren't able to do this because you missed up like, like 15 hours ago. And is it an older game or is it like... It's from 2019. Okay. And is is it like pixel arty or just like... Yeah, it's it's very 2D based. Like um, it's beautiful pixel art. And uh, yeah, like and like you were saying with your sales, like I paid like 15 bucks for both games. It was the it's weirdest amazing. thing. And well, this uh, is I, the joys of being an older gamer where like you don't have to get like the day and day like first run of the game when it comes out. I, like I don't care that I'm playing a, a four year old Assassin's Creed game. I hadn't played Assassin's Creed in so long. I actually haven't started playing, so I'm kind of lying to you. But I, 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 I have it ready to play. I think I want to finish at least one or two games before I get into it. I, so that, that's something I wanted to ask you. And this is applies to all media. 
do you have trouble like like I have this with books and video games, less so with television shows, but I find it hard to be following two or three things at the same time. So like oh, I'm I usually am reading one book at a time. I'm usually playing one video game at a time. I'm trying my best to branch out. So like now I took a break from Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm playing, I'm going to finish off Uncharted and then basically try and bounce between um, Horizon, Assassin's Creed and Dishonored. I keep wanting to call it Unholy. I don't know why, but Dishonored <laughs> too. I'm going to try and bounce between those three because I feel they're different enough yeah. that I can do that. I am the opposite of that. I definitely, um, I don't, it's kind of off screen, but I have like four books going right now that are on the table right there. I can watch multiple things. I, I also realize that this probably will go into the paranormal section, but like, and I mean this very seriously, not in a flippant way people say this, but I think I might have adult ADHD. Yeah. But I mean, that's a total possible thing. I, I know of people that have it. So it's, yeah. it's, and my wife keeps thinking I have it because I, we will be in the middle of a conversation and I will bring up something that has nothing to do with the conversation. Oh yeah. No, for me, it's like, I am constantly just clicking through tabs. I have an inability to like concentrate. I will keep multiple things going all at the same time. Like, um, I, uh, like repetitive emotions, like for example, like I could play with like my slinky like constantly while trying to do something else. Like it's just like, Brian, can you stop vacuuming while we're recording? Yeah. <laughs> I'm multitasking. Listen, new year, new me, right? Which is an awful, awful way of saying that. And I'm glad that we have made it so far without talking about new year's resolutions. Cause I'm kind of done with them. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of done. I have like a, a, a low key resolution to, to play more video games, which isn't really much of a, usually it's like, I'm going to play less video games, but no, like I, I spent the last year, like hardly playing any games. I, I even resubscribed to PlayStation plus. Yeah, because um, and that oh, it's funny I forgot, but like any game I had previously added to my library from PlayStation Plus that I had no longer access to in the last year and a half when I let it just lapse, showed up, just showed up. So it's like oh, cool. And you had mentioned Meat Boy, and Meat Boy is in one of those games, right? Yeah. So so and I th- I feel like PlayStation Plus is a good value, and like I've been out of like the the bigger consoles for a while, mostly just playing uh, Nintendo Switch. But there's like that whole Game Pass thing on Xbox, which is like really interesting how like it's like netflix for games it's like oh yeah angelo welcome to 2015 but <laughs> still it's like it's kind of neat and i'm i'm rumors are that sony's going to be doing that with playstation plus this what's year right me i mean like everything's being moved to a subscription model right because that's the reason why um people stick around instead of being one and dones um it's funny just going back to what you're saying before about us not trying to be day one gamers i also think that like we don't play online which i think is like a huge thing right yeah. i think we can play um mostly offline games so we can get to them when we want it's not a huge issue of like um syncing uh calendars up or like trying to buy the same game at the same time to do things yeah i used to be totally into that with uh, it started with call of duty 4 uh, modern warfare remember that that was like a big deal when that came out and yeah i i used to play with these guys all the time and once i got rid of my xbox i just um, i don't know xbox live is amazing right like and and yeah. watching the watching that documentary when they talked about xbox live they basically invented it like they yeah. they basically had to invent it on the fly and it's really impressive how Microsoft, like a fledgling uh, gaming company, right? Like amazing, like the richest company in the world, but no, nothing to do with games. They figured this out, and it's now the standard. And I feel like Sony and Nintendo are really not close to doing it. And I, I feel it's like a bit of a culture thing too, right? Like being Japanese companies, they're not really into the online gaming thing. Yeah, I mean, like, like I can only speak to the Switch because that's the only thing I have in my house right now that is quasi modern, right? Um, I mean, like, there's a lot more social gaming going on, so it's less competitive. Um, I mean, apart from like Super Smash Brothers and that whole world, but like, 
I'd say more so it's just like um, it's less appointments gaming and more so like um, casual seeing who's on your friends list trying to, to hook something up. I mean, that's just the perception I have as a person who has limited um, uh, history with uh, online gaming in general. Yeah, I used to. I mean, I I played. I mean, a lot I used of to play. Gaming. I used to play Quake. Oh wow! Back you in know, the day. Yeah, back in the day, we used to set up private servers and play Quake. It's it's no longer an interest to me, right? Like it's not. I'd rather just play video games that I want to play. I like the long, sprawling one-player games. I really don't care about um, playing online, mainly because I'm terrible at it. Like I was always like the weakest link in my team. Right, but they kept you around for fun. Oh, it was fun. Like it was just it was a bunch of old dudes playing games. I mean, they're they're all probably like MAGA bros. But uh, at this point, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe not. I like the idea that you are just very clearly, um, um, you almost got lumped in. You almost got taken away from us. Yeah, so video games. Uh, 2022, the year of the video games for Double Density. I think I'm going to play more. Uh, last year, I played a lot of Celeste 2, which is another infuriating game. I have not played that. I love the soundtrack, though. I love it, too. It's just very, very difficult uh, after a while. Maybe something to get. Maybe it'll show up on PS Plus for free. Well, quote unquote free. I, I, I cannot wait to get that text from you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be telling you which games are out on PlayStation Oh, I meant Plus. more like, like you're like three hours into Celeste and you're ready to quit. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm really, really hard games. Like, um, I'm not shy to say I will play on easy. That's fair. I, I, uh, I like think... A lot of games have like the story mode now, right? Like yeah. where it's super easy. I will play one click above that. Right. And so I'm, I'm no qualms about it. I'm curious to know if anyone out there is uh, playing anything new, anything old. Are you going back into Retro Town? Are you on the cutting edge of gamers? Let us know over on double underscore density on Twitter. And we'd love to hear your thoughts about video games. Angel, let us yeah. head on over to the paranormal side of things. Sounds good. Welcome back to Double Dense. Nina, as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So, Angelo, uh, we have one thing on the docket today, and it's something that I haven't finished yet, but I am on my way to finishing, and that is I'm learning how to remote view, and it's not going yeah. well. Well, so this is the whole point of this exercise is uh, the journey Brian takes. Will be will he become like a nothing remote viewer, or will be he, will he be the next Ingo Swan or whatever the name is? <laughs> well, I my name is right. Inigo Montoya. No? I'm not, I'm not going there with you. I'm not princess okay. briding you. Okay. Yeah. So Ingo Swan, right? That's his name. Yes. That's the famous correct. one. Yeah. Ed Dames Ed, is the other Ed, one. Ed Dames too. Yeah. And, and uh, so are, I'm he's actually the one who created it right for you. Exactly. So I'm watching materials that he has prepared so you can buy them on his, uh, very awful website. Um, uh, that is very like uh, 15 years ago. Cause I had to go on there to find some PDFs I needed to, to download to work off of. And, uh, yeah, so to anyone who doesn't know what remote viewing is, I guess very simply, it's just you're, you're being given a bunch of um, random uh, words and letters and phrases, and you're trying to zero in on a particular event or person in time. I think it's the easiest way of explaining it. Okay. And who uh, do you have like an idea of who you want to zero in on right now? Like, do you have to know that? Do you have to know the person? Do you have to know the object? Not whatever? necessarily. You can come in blind. That's the whole point is that you okay. should not, like you shouldn't have that biased with you necessarily. Like you should not have some knowledge of what is going to 
um, uh, what you're in theory going to see. And it's funny because uh, we've talked about this, but I was on the remote viewing subreddit and there's a ton of people just trying to remote view the weirdest random stuff, like things like the world cup and like things like that. Whereas like I was joking about like trying to remote view, like where something in your house was, for example, in my house or in your house, no, in your house. So what were you looking for? Like my magic library so you can figure out my secrets? Yeah, exactly. No, I was looking for a deck of cards. Really? Yes. And, and uh, I did not, which did card, not do Which all. card was it? Which card, Brian? Which card? No, no, just the deck in general, like where it was located. Okay, well, can you remote view what card I'm, I'm holding right now? That's not how this works, Angela. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was actually holding a card. Try? Try? Uh, it's the three of clubs. Oh, close. Ten of clubs. Okay, well, oh, uh, right suit. I'll take it at least. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the idea is that you cannot see or know much about the target. The less you know, the better off you are, right? And uh, what you do is you kind of like you formulate things in your brain and there's a whole process that you sort of like have to go through mentally and then you have to write down like the sensations, like the like what does it feel like texture-wise? What does it look like? Blah, blah, blah. And you try to um, formulate an answer as to what you're looking at. Have there been any conclusive studies that this actually works beyond chance? Well, the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats is all about this. You know that, right? Yeah, is that is that Louis Thoreau? No, it's somebody I get confused <laughs> with him all the time. I do like the idea of Louis Thoreau doing uh, doing that, but it's somebody who wrote it who's who's done stuff like this before. I think it's uh, it's not Joe McGonagall though. I do have Joe McGonagall's book, and I was going to read it as part of like this. Yeah, I'm I'm looking it up right now, but um, yeah, it's it's John Ronson who's who's. So yeah, the um, Ronson also wrote the book Them, and in one chapter, he and Alex Jones sneak into. Bohemian Grove, which is hilarious to me, and, this and you is like, always you you always mention that that's like one of the times when Alex Jones was like trying to be a, a good, like it's it's sort of like he where he straddled the line between being an actual wanting to be an actual journalist and then yeah. falling full fledged into the Illuminati garbage. I mean, things like there there are degrees of like Alex Jones craziness, right? And unfortunately, like I think he is a, a net negative in the world. Let's be honest here in terms of like the information he pushes out. But like once in a while, he kind of hits it right. But I think that like when you just machine gun fire different conspiracy theories and beliefs, that like once in a while you'll hit a good one. It's like Samsung with their technology, right? They'll just make everything, and then eventually something will hit it big. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the things that like remote viewing was tested out in the in the seventies and eighties as part of a CIA operation, and like there's a bunch of stuff that exists out there. And like also, interestingly enough, uh, uh, your friend and mine, Harold Putoff, also was involved I was, in that. You, know, and we've, you and we've read talked, my mind, Brian, because I was about to say our friend Hal Putoff was part of the CIA. For yeah, that. exactly. So your 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 studies in remote viewing have led to your mind reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've expanded my horizons. Um, but as I was mentioning before, uh, I, and we've talked about remote viewing in the past, we've mentioned how put off and things like that. So um, it's just really interesting trying to put that part of my brain into practice because it's not something that I've done a lot. And also, like, I have very vigorously avoided anything that looks like academia in terms of like trying to uh, do any kind of like work. And so like, this is a very difficult exercise in sitting still and paying attention. And I'm not good at that at all. It's sort of like a weird form of meditation. Almost, yeah, but it's like the learning about it feels like school, and I hate school so much. Aren't you glad you're done school? Like every once in a while, I see my kids, like even like grade three homework and uh, you know grade seven homework seems like a chore to me right now. Like, oh god, I don't. I'm so glad I'm not in school. I have thought about going back once in a while. It's like, oh, let me do my masters or like something like that, and then like immediately my brain tells me not to. 
Well, you would get tuition waivers, right? Because your your wife does work at a university. If you, I decide you, to go to that university, sure. But if I decide yeah. to go elsewhere, then that's another thing. And even just well, doing it like, would not um, be cost effective. Extracurricular <laughs> like degrees or certificates or anything like that. And I just I get really tired. I've told my kids, you guys can choose to go to into any program as long as it's at one university. Specifically. <laughs> I'm glad that you've limited your children's abilities to uh, get uh, higher education. Which, like, let's not talk about how that's a a, a sham at all, you know. But uh, you know. There are certain pursuits. There are certain pursuits that I do agree that like a higher education, um, like leader. engineer, Brian, I, yeah. I would prefer my engineer does not learn his engineering like from the Khan Academy. Just imagine they did though. That'd be great. Yeah. The bridges no, like falling everywhere. Like I have a degree in communications and I feel like I did communications more so for the networking opportunities and less so about the, the schoolwork itself. And thankfully in Quebec, because I'm a Quebec resident, it did not cast that much. If I had to pay, International fees to go to school, like eighteen thousand year Canadian. I don't think I would have done it. We are lucky here for certain things. I mean, like it is a hellscape in other ways, as I mentioned before. But like it's like at least education wise, it's not awful. Well, Brian, use the time you have uh, past curfew to uh, study. <laughs> right. So Quebec R- is remote uh, view. Any people breaking curfew? Which is whatever. Like so, the stupid thing about having a curfew in Quebec is that curfews don't work. The virus doesn't go to bed at nine thirty. It still exists. It does. And so to me, it just uh, uh, negatively impacts marginalized people. Like they're saying that they're not going against homeless people who um, are out past ten p.m., which I don't actually believe. But like whatever. And so like it's just like ineffective measures meant to make it look like they have things um, under control, and they don't. And it's super super annoying. And I am tired of this. And they should they should hire remote viewers to determine if it's working or not. When I get more of this under my belt, I'd love to remove you what the end of the pandemic looks like. I mean, who knows? At this point, like if the pandemic has ended five times. I'll be able to tell you, Angelo, and it'll be great. Okay, great. So, so that's something, again, I think we've discussed it, but I can't really wrap my mind around it. Can you remote view to the future or does yes, it have in to theory. be I mean, on yes. the same plane? It's all relative, but yes, in theory, you could remote view the future. And Ed Dames is specific about this in his course. Is that like the advanced course you have to pay extra for? <laughs> I mean, the idea is like um, any node in time, forwards and backwards. Because in theory, you can remote view the end of the world if you wanted to. But why would you? Now, now, now this brings me to like one of the questions I have. In, in the exercises you've been doing, in the studies you've done, has anything actually worked? No, I've hit zero work? targets. It's awful. Okay. It's it's not good. And so I've had to... So the funny thing too is that uh, our printer, we print things once a year, so there's no ink in the printer right now. So I have to run <laughs> to the home, like the office supply store across the street to print stuff out. So I got a bunch of PDFs run off that I've like now had to like sit down and do, and it's super annoying. And so like all of these are zeros. Yeah, like tech tip of the day, uh, inkjet printers, the ink dries out. Like well, it's one of the main reasons I got a laser printer as like once our, our inkjet printer broke, I'm like, okay, I'm spending the money on a laser printer. This one has been, the printer behind me there has been saying that we're low on toner for a few months now because I, I was still using the toner that came with it. But I did, I do have like a reserve black toner package here that hopefully lasts like five or six years. Yeah. At the rate um, how often do you print things in your home? My wife prints a lot because she's a teacher, right? Yeah. Like, so, oh, that's a good point. So yeah, so you should have remote viewed that, Brian, but yes, or actually guess that I have two small children. Well, one's not so small anymore, but, and a, and a teacher wife, uh, lots of stuff gets printed here. Yeah. Uh, the last time I had to print anything of substance, I had to sign a piece of paper. I, I don't like doing that. I'm like, at this point we have e-documents. Let's sign those. 
there's a yeah there's a ton of ways in which one can uh, put their John Hancock as they say on things right not just physically um, so it's super annoying to have to run over to the office supply store every like six months or so with this remote viewing at the level you're at now can you remote view to see where you will be in your remote viewing in a few months <laughs> I, or is I that guess, too like, meta I, for it I guess I could try that'd be very interesting in theory I guess I could try like once again like I've hit zero targets um, in the practice. So maybe I should. I mean, you'll be able shot. to review that it'll be uh, completely futile. I could. Maybe that's the whole point, right? And so, like, I feel like maybe by next episode, I'll have wrapped this up. Maybe not. I don't know. It's it's a thing that, like, I've come back to. And I've probably spent, like, eight or ten hours on it max so far. The thing that gets me, though, is that really smart people in the CIA and other uh, intelligence agencies thought this had substance to it. Why would they think that? I think partially. I mean, like, listen, the CIA, all you got to do is look at MK Ultra and understand what the yeah. CIA is doing, right? So I think that, like, they want to, they believe, rightly or wrongly, that, like, we haven't unlocked the full potential of the brain, right? So what if one of these exercises is a way in which we have, like, we will unlock capabilities that were uh, otherwise hidden? Even though neuro- neurologists have said we we definitely use 100% of our brain. Yes, it's yeah. like not, it's not like those, uh, you know, those memes of the 10% of like inspiration. Yeah. Um, the, the, and, and the thing that gets me too, is we have to understand that a lot of these same scientists, uh, also fell for people like Yuri Geller, who was literally doing magic tricks for them. And they were like, wow, you're psychic and have powers, <laughs> but he was actually doing like magic tricks that are like freely available in any like magic library they're there and teach you how to do these tricks he's very good like that's the thing is yuri geller say what you will about him he was a very he still is a very well, he's skilled magician. he's persuasive he's he's very skilled at what he does he's like the the pioneer of like spoon bending yeah but i mean is not he, spoon is bending he, in real life like it's a magic trick is he scum sure uh is he good at being scum yes i mean he's better now he's he's not he's from from what I can tell is now he's kind of coy about it being real or not. Whereas before he was like, no, no, this is hundred percent real. Aliens gave me this power. And that was never true. So Brian, this is the question. Where is this going? Where is this going is that I will have to sit down and do more of it. So we're going to be updating, I guess, throughout the next few months about I would like to be able to give a status update for the next two or so episodes, right? So by them, like, like by this time next month, so early February, I think I'll have enough experience because that's one of the things they keep saying is that like you need to practice in order to get better at this. Okay, well, keep practicing. Try to figure out. Um, so, like for now, like what color is the cup I'm drinking from? I'd have to sit down. I'd have to, you know. Uh, so it's not instant. That's no, the thing. No, right? no, no, like, no, not it all. Takes a long process. time. You have to basically sit there and get into a state, and then like write down first thought, and then, like you have to very quickly. Like, there's another weird part where there's like a box that you have to like quickly just draw something without thinking, like automatic like drawing, and then there's like a bunch of like texture questions and like other like uh, assorted um, bits that you have to fill out. Yeah, so I have a strong feeling that this doesn't work at all. You won't uh, don't knock it until you try it, Angelo. Okay. Maybe I'm a total failure at this, but you should maybe, I'll ship you the files. Oh boy, I can't wait. You'll ship them over like post? Yeah, exactly. Send them UPS. I'll print them out, right? I'll print out and then like mail them to you. Great. I feel like this is a great place to end episode uh, 182 of the Double I saw that coming, Ryan. Oh, did you really? I I think think our listeners saw that coming. We're doing a psychic battle here. 
not not the fact that you know our our episodes usually end around 40 45 minutes but uh, you know you you kind of uh, can use past experience from to predict the future that's uh where i'm at right now with the end of uh double density episode 182 um i'd like to wish all of our listeners a happy new year i hope that wherever you are um that 2022 is a better year than last year because a lot of people had a really crappy last years yeah it's been a crappy for the last two years unfortunately for a lot of people i agree uh, i uh i'm hobbling around right for example like i took a walk on new year's day and i i made poor sock choice um, oh no so you have a, so have a blister, blister on your like toe a devastating blister on uh, on my heel that i'm like hobbling around and it really hurts and it woke me up in the night so yeah already well like, go I have walk around to today it'll it'll wake you up because it's like minus 20 out there minus 20 celsius yeah celsius so what like minus 15 or minus 10 fahrenheit still very yeah. cold it's pretty cold uh, my wife was supposed to go meet a friend outside because you're not supposed to either like have private gatherings indoors right and then they quickly decided that that, that was a an awful idea to it'll partake. be a lot warmer tomorrow well, there you go. So I'll let her know, and I'll pretend I remote viewed it. Yeah, it'll be around freezing tomorrow. So yeah, you you remote viewed the weather, which is not readily available anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So Angelo, I want you to sit down for a second, and I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to wish yourself a happy new year, and I want you to list off our socials. Okay. Well, first of all, you can go to doubledensity.net, where a lot of things are. Correct. Uh, double underscore density at uh, twitter.com, yes. dot net, no, dot com. Uh, we have an email address is double dot density at gmail dot com. Double density podcast gmail dot com. Oh darn, I missed that one. I think I had actually created double uh, density or something. Yeah, you would misspelled our email address originally. It, yeah, so. which tells you the level of like care and attention that Angela brings to this podcast. I try my best. <laughs> yeah, you do. I try you do. my best. What's our Instagram? Is it uh, double underscore density? I know it's double density it's podcast just, there too. Double Density Podcast. Okay, yeah. I keep forgetting the podcast thing. But there we go. Uh, if you go to Double Density, you'll just see pictures of old diskettes. Exactly. That's all you can really dream about anymore. Big uh, big old diskettes. <laughs> 3.5, and a quarter, eight and a half. I'm going to let you tire yourself out. No, I'm done. Well, Brian, hopefully you can remote view uh, the next time we record and uh, that what we'll be talking about will be uh, really interesting. I agree. So this more is video games, it. more remote viewing. I love how I tried to end things there and you butt in. Uh, you should have seen it coming. This has been it for episode 182 of the Double Density Podcast. Tune in next episode as I continue my journey onto psychic warriordom. Angelo, I will see you around, perhaps remotely. All right. I can't wait. Bye.